Greetings from Longtime No See the Podcast. Every week we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! What would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on. A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my god, Jack almost fell off his chair. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. Two, set, pop! We had so many ARMY story submissions for this year's Valentine's special. And while we won't be able to share all of them, we're so excited to share the ones we do have. So since we have a lot to share today, we're just going to go ahead and get into it. Yeah. So on that note, welcome back, Iconics. And if you're new to the podcast, I'm Kayla. And I'm Bethany. And this is Standing BTS. Yes. Yes. Welcome to another wonderful episode where we get to hang out for about an hour and just talk about BTS. What a wonderful hour it is too. But disclaimer, this is an informative fangirl podcast. That means that we're going to fangirl, laugh, and learn a little bit along the way. Yep, that's right. This is an explicit podcast though, so if you aren't cool with that, you can dip out now. We won't blame you. Totally. But if you're down for some, our favorite thing to see is ARMY come together as a community. And all the different supports and resources we've created to help one another out. Ah, yes. So if you're ready to celebrate being an ARMY, then you're in the right place. All right, so today is our fourth Being an Army episode, so this is where we just go back and forth and read your guys' Army stories and share it with all of the Iconics and other armies listening. Yeah, all of the uh, Iconic stories that we've gotten, um, but before we get into today's episode, we really want to say thank you, Iconics, for being here and for supporting us. Um, if you would like to support us even further and have access to our Google Docs full of episode notes, important links and pictures, you can do that by donating donating monthly to our Patreon at patreon.com slash standingbts. Or if you'd like, you can make a one-time donation at paypal.me slash standingbtspodcast. Your support helps us to improve the quality of our content and to continue putting out bi-weekly episodes. Any type of support is super appreciated. Yeah, guys, thank you so much. Um, and one quick note before we do get into our ARMY stories. It's American Heart Month, you guys, and this is a month to focus on heart health, including heart attack and stroke awareness, prevention, and education. Heart attacks and strokes are the number one killer of women, but it can be prevented. Knowledge of early signs and preventative measures increase the possibility of survival. Go to goredforwomen.org for comprehensive information and support research and awareness by donating to the American Heart Association at heart.org. All right, so getting into our Bean and Army Yay. stories. I cannot believe that this is the fourth time that we're doing this. I know, it's pretty awesome. Pretty amazing. Uh, so starting us off, this person says, Hi, I'm Deja. I've been in ARMY since 2015. My double bias is Jungkook and Suga. BTS makes me laugh, cry, hope, and inspires me to truly love myself and cherish my friendships more. I connect with BTS on such a deep level. I haven't related to another group or artist like this before. 
BTS has helped me heal my relationship with my sister. I was watching dance practice videos and she walked into the garage while I was watching Bapse. She was intrigued and by the end of the video, she was an army and discovered that her bias was Jimin. We were never close, but we have been able to bond and fangirl over BTS. I cannot thank them enough for that. I love being part of ARMY and an iconic. ARMY is so supportive and understanding in a way that we can create a safe space to love, encourage, and support our boys and each other. Thank you so much for this podcast. It gives me life. I love the podcasts and Mm. I find myself talking aloud as if I'm there in the moment with y'all. I stand BTS always and forever. Love, Deja. You can find Deja on Twitter at DejaVu319. Wow, thank you, Deja. I think that's so special that BTS brought her and her sister closer together yeah. in one song also yeah. that her sister chose Bapsay. a bias in one song Bapsay <laughs> alright this next one says dear Kayla and Bethany the first time I heard about BTS was with the release of Idol in 2018 however I only listened to the one song and didn't look into them anymore at that point then around summer 2019 the hidden camera prank video from Rookie King came up on my YouTube and I laughed out loud despite not really knowing them at all I fell in love with the song The Truth Untold and would religiously watch live concert performances, but I was going through a rough time in my life and I didn't have the time to truly get into them. January 2020, my friend, who I had no idea was an ARMY, mentioned how BTS was coming out with a new album, Map of the Soul 7, and together we were really hooked on them and have been ever since. I've seen a lot of posts that say BTS came to you when you needed them and when the time was right and I completely believe in this. I was struggling again in January 2020, and finding them was like finding my home. I am incredibly thankful for them and the friends I have made through them. I have this memory from last year of lying on my floor late at night, crying, stressed out, and I played Euphoria for the first time. I didn't need any translation. The sound of it brought me enough comfort. Thank you, BTS. Thank you, ARMY. And thank you, girls, for creating this wonderful safe space, which is the podcast from Anonymous. Anonymous. Oh my gosh. Wow. Your message made me think of their song Home and just how they are so our home, especially when we really need them. Mm-hmm. Um, and how, yes, their music totally transcends language. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. Okay, so our next one. Hey, Kayla and Bethany, we all know the saying, BTS finds you when you need them the most. Well, my story is pretty solid evidence for how true that reality is. Like many people, I became ARMY during quarantine last year. Before March 2020, I worked in live music doing various jobs as staff at concert venues. I was starting what I thought would be a long career living out my dream, to be close to live music and talented artists every night. It was a dream I had worked hard towards and shaped my entire personality around. Everyone knew me as the girl who let her passion guide her, no matter what. And after a few years of struggling, I was finally beginning to feel like I had a good foundation to build off of. I liked my jobs, and I was getting to experience some amazing shows, and I was just about to get get a chance for a promotion. Then, literally overnight, it all vanished. 
I woke up one morning in March unemployed due to the pandemic. All concerts were canceled indefinitely. I was glad to be healthy and understood that the new rules were necessary to save lives. But at the same time, I was mourning everything I had been working towards. I didn't know who I would be without concerts, not only because of my career, but also because of my love for the music. Some days it was all that kept me going. The most frustrating part was not knowing if or when I could go back to work. It was all up in the air. In a way, it still is. I became jaded towards the future, something that I used to see an endless possibility in. What is your next step when the only thing you want in life is impossible? A few months later, I ended up moving in with my current roommate, who is an army. I knew absolutely nothing about K-pop or BTS when we started living together, but because she's one of my best friends, I would begrudgingly agree to watch Run and Bon Voyage together. Uh, like us this is like totally how you got me into it Mm -hmm. Uh, I wasn't interested at first but once I saw how down to earth and funny they were I started to pay attention I had some preconceived notions about BTS which I now know were fed to me through the xenophobic US media yes Mm -hmm. learning how truly incredible and talented they are was one of the most humbling experiences of my life what amazed me the most then and still does now is how obvious their love for music and performances yes they are all natural performers but they also work extremely hard because they genuinely love what they do seeing their faces light up when on stage when recording new material when talking about army reminded me of my own love for music and reminded me that music still has the ability to inspire and spread love even through a global pandemic It took me a while to settle on a bias, but I eventually landed on Yoongi. In retrospect, he makes the most sense. In my first few weeks of falling down the BTS hole, I watched some of his lives. I will never forget the moment I heard him read someone's comment that said, I gave up on my dream. His response immediately brought tears to my eyes. I don't know what happened, but it must have required tremendous courage. Making a bold decision to give up means you have great courage." It felt like he was talking directly to me, like the universe had led me right to him, the perfect shoulder to lean on. My feelings about my past hopes were validated, even if it's only through a screen, and I was able to process and move on, thanks in part to Yoongi's wise words. It's okay to cry, just don't cry alone, he once said. Nowadays, I have accepted that my live music dreams might not work out. I found a new job that I enjoy. I'm optimistic about the future. Sometimes you need a little nudge from seven men across the globe, and that's okay. They're happy to help. From at Yoongi Uno on Twitter. Wow, Yoongi Uno. Congratulations <sighs> on the new job. I'm glad that you're enjoying it. But wow, these these quotes from Yoongi's lives and how it really felt like he was talking directly to you. Mm-hmm. Man, that's just so powerful. Yeah, I remember talking about those when he said that and just how powerful they were. Um, thank you. Thank you for sharing your story. Okay, so this next one says, hi, my name is Lucille. I just have to say you all just give off such a welcoming and comfy vibe. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So I became an ARMY at the beginning of quarantine via my friend introducing me to K-pop and the positive effect it had on her life. I first went to Spotify and no joke, listened to their whole discography. Yes. So a little thing about me is that I am a bit obsessed with music and broadening my repertoire. So when I hear something I like, I research lyrics and learn a little bit about the artists. 
I went to YouTube and consumed all of the BTS content I could. Interviews, rent BTS episodes, intro to the fandom videos, live performances, bon voyage, festas, etc. Then, having a better grasp on their individual personalities, I then realized my bias was Suga and biased wreckers were RM and J-Hope, so just like the Ralph line. Yeah, Amazing. I mean. <laughs> BTS has had a big effect on my life. They have given me a platform to meet friends, to meet people and find friends. They've also motivated me to work on my self-confidence and self-acceptance because as a teenage girl in today's society, it's a bit difficult. They helped me work up the courage to come out to my family as bi, which was scary. They're also my serotonin boost and happy pill. So when I'm feeling depressed or even when I feel great, listening to their music brings so much joy and hope. They have also helped me with smaller things like motivating me to do better in school and try to be more of a courageous person in general. I'm so happy that I found them and you ladies too. You do a fantastic job with the podcast and look forward to your episodes every month. I also have a few questions for you guys. How would you describe each member in three words and what is your finest memory involving them? Thank you, ladies. Lucille. Oh my gosh, Lucille, uh, I'm so glad that BTS has been able to help you through so, so much and have such a positive impact on your life. Mm -hmm. Um, And it takes a lot of courage to come out to family. So it's just so wonderful that you did that. I hope that they were very accepting of it. Yeah, congratulations on that. Um, As for your questions, um, I don't know, for time's sake, could we maybe describe all seven of them in three words and then share our favorite memory? Okay. Okay. I feel like one word for BTS has to be iconic. Iconic. Iconic is definitely one of them. Talented. Talented. Funny. Or genuine. (laughs) Genuine. Genuine. Okay. Iconic. Talented. Genuine? Genuine. All right. But funny is up there. Funny is a a close fourth. They are so hilarious. (laughs) Um, I'd have to say my finest memory involving them. It has to be. I've told this story so many times. Catching Yoongi's water bottle at the Fort Worth concert. Mm -hmm. Making eye contact with him. He's seeing me. Everybody on their phones. But me, I'm just vibing. He sees me doing it. He sprays the water over everyone. And then I catch the fucking water bottle. Incredible. Best Best memory. I will never Your forget it. Your biggest flex as an army. My, my only flex, <laughs> but my biggest flex. Uh, Fort Worth for me, just that whole concert. Incredible. So special. Night yeah. two. It was incredible. All right. Thanks, Lucy. All right. Here's our next one. Dear Kayla and Bethany, I'm Sam, 22, from Dhaka, Bangladesh. I first came across BTS in 2017 in an online MMO game when some army sent a link to the Fire Music video in a chat box. For some reason, I wasn't impressed by the music and therefore clicked away. Fast forward to 2019, I looked up Boy With Love upon hearing the buzz around it and again was not impressed thinking, this upbeat bubblegum pop is not for me. Sadly, it also reinforced my presumption of them being a quote, superficial boy bands singing about chasing girls and my dismissive attitude towards them. I also intended to not look them up ever again. But a few months later, I came across Namjoon's UN speech and CNBC report on BTS, and it started to shift my perspective on them. In September of 2019, I got very upset upon not being able to submit a project for a competition and started to watch the HBO show Euphoria to distract myself. That show's original soundtrack had BTS's Euphoria included among the tracks. I fell head over heels for Jungkook's voice and for the first time ever, I was actually jamming out to BTS's music. Next step in the rabbit hole was fake love and 
I remember I was so intrigued and impressed by the metaphors, the storyline, the practical effects used in the music video, and Jungkook's abs that I could not focus on classes at all that day. From then on, even though it was a bit of a learning curve to get to know about the chart mechanisms, the comeback rituals, various social media apps, etc., I remember feeling a strong sense of community, which I had never felt before. Specifically, I enjoyed seeing a female-dominated ARMY community being hilarious online, just like BTS. It was so refreshing and reassuring to me as growing up, I was ridiculed and discouraged from being hilarious and I was taught it was incongruent with the expected docility as a female. This is why BTS's authenticity and boldness in breaking down gender norms is another thing that I'm hugely grateful for as I personally despise gender stereotypes and struggle with conforming to societal expectations of gender expression my whole life. In a third world South Asian country with strong traditional heteronormative and binary values where xenophobia, colorism, homophobia, and racism is rampant. BTS is often dismissed by the mainstream public and called derogatory names used for intersex people as an insult because of the member's androgynous appearance. My family is religious and they pretend to hate music, calling it sinful. Because of this closed-mindedness around me, your podcast and various social media platforms are the only ways I can share and discuss my love and thoughts on BTS. I will never forget the amount of adrenaline rush I felt all through 2020 with each occasion related to BTS. I am also grateful for getting to witness the social good that is done by ARMY this past year. It is so exhilarating to see the East-West divide collapse and everyone enjoying the cultural nuances of an Asian country because of BTS. I love that the stereotypes and notion of exoticism over East Asia is falling apart as new fans educate themselves on their respective cultures. Last year has also made it apparent that no society is above prejudice, and Western countries, especially the U.S., is not the, quote, woke utopia that it pretends to be or that Asian countries purport it to be. I am so proud that ARMY collectively stood up to those prejudices and injustices. Hope this spirit continues with BTS's introspective and socially aware music in the future. Love you guys and love BTS and ARMYs. Sam. P.S. Stream Microcosmos. Wow, Sam, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, Yeah, BTS really is breaking down gender norms. And that, I think, contributes a lot to people being able to relate to them because Mm -hmm. this is something that needs to be broken down. So grateful for BTS for doing that. Mm -hmm. And for them providing a safe space for people to express themselves and feel comfortable like we wouldn't have any of this if we didn't have them yeah exactly okay hi guys around the end of 2017 beginning of 2018 i was going through a really tough time i was struggling with anxiety to the point where i had to get cat scans because my chest pains were so bad because of stress oh my gosh gosh. oh that's awful i've i've been there i've been there I had horrible acne breakouts because of anxiety as well. I also was feeling unsure of myself and my future in pretty much every sense. So I decided to make a bold move. I dropped out of college after only one semester and moved to Italy for three months to try and follow my passion teaching. Oh my gosh, amazing. Yeah. I tutored English as a foreign language over there and it made me so much happier than my previous degree. However, I was feeling very lonely and isolated. 
I was in a culture shock, and although I had felt I had taken the first step to becoming more happy, I still felt very anxious and didn't really feel comfortable in my own skin. That's when I found BTS. I found the Tear album on Spotify by accident, and I honestly don't know how. I ended up playing it on loop for weeks. I didn't know anything about who was singing it. I didn't even know they were singing in Korean. Wow. I didn't look any further into it, but I couldn't stop listening to it. In particular, I kept replaying Singularity, which is funny because Tay is my bias. <laughs> I didn't even know who was singing at the time. I just knew I loved it. Bethany, you've also been there. Also been there. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to it so much. The Truth Untold was my other favorite song. Then finally, I was like, okay, who is actually singing this? Once I looked it up, I realized it was a band I remembered seeing on Ellen months before when I was in, when I was still in college. I had also watched the Mic Drop music video back then repeatedly because I was obsessed with it. I didn't even connect the dots on who these guys were in those videos, the name of the band whose album I loved. Low-key, still mad at myself for not looking them up right away. I could have been there for the tear comeback. It's tragic. Oh, oh my gosh, that is a tragedy. Don't <laughs> beat yourself up, though. Yeah. Anyways, I then looked up videos on YouTube of each member's personalities being explained, and then it just snowballed from there, and now I'm here, and more in love than ever. And that's my story. I also just started a BTS music podcast of my own, and you guys were a huge inspiration to me. I've loved episodes since I was 15, I'm 22 now, and I never had the courage to start my own. But you guys made it sound so fun, and so I decided to just do it. It's called Dual Set Army. If you would like to look it up and be friends. But either way, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for all the light and happiness and emotional release that you give all of us Iconics through standing BTS. It truly gets me through my day sometimes. I purple you. Lots of love, Elena. And Elena is at Dual Set Army Pod on Twitter and at Honey Tay Hugh on Instagram. Uh... Bora hey to you too, Elena. And uh, yeah, we'll have to check out Dual Set Army. Yeah, we'll uh, have to check out the podcast. Yeah, for sure. Um, so great that BTS gave you the courage to go explore another path in life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Very courageous to move to a whole other country. Seriously. To teach. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so here's our next one. I hope this message finds you well, Kayla and Bethany. I honestly can't believe that I found such an amazing podcast that makes me smile whenever I listen to it. Every month I look forward to listening to a new episode. I got into BTS in 2019 around August. I got into it because of K-dramas and surfing YouTube. I'm honestly so lucky that I came across this most phenomenal group of men ever. They're so talented and honestly impossible to resist. Because I was a new fan and was curious, I needed a platform to fill me in on all the news I wasn't seeing because of me not having social media. I'm a high schooler in California and my parents are pretty strict. They didn't agree with me liking a Korean boy band because I didn't even understand what they were saying or singing. They were right, but when you're listening to BTS, the subtitles don't even matter because they get to your heart just by the sound of their voice. That is how powerful they are. They helped me get through the hard time that I was going through. So when I found your podcast, I was thrilled and so happy that I was able to be informed by armies that are way more knowledgeable. My bias record is Namjoon. Kayla, you and me are both suffering. Yes, girl. Um, and my, I double bias uh, with Jungkook and Yoongi. Today, I listened to your fanfic files episode 11 and absolutely loved it. Both fics were awesome. I really love those ones. I'm a runner and I run every day. I love your long pods. They keep me going through the 
they keep me going when I run. I hope you can share my story on the next podcast while we are. I love standing BTS, being an army and an iconic. Love, Isabel. Wow. Thank you, Isabel. It's so wonderful. Tough having strict parents. Yeah. When are people going to realize that music transcends language? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Please don't get in trouble listening to our podcast, though. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This next one. Hi, Kayla and Bethany. My name is Emma, and I love your podcast so much. My bias is Jimin, and I heard you guys are doing a little Valentine's Day special and reading people's army stories. So here's mine. I come from a small town in British Columbia, Canada, and I became an army in late January, in late January 2020. So about a year ago. I was in class and my friend was like, hey, you should listen to Boy With Love by BTS. And I was like, sure, why not? I watched the video and fell in love with them right away. As the weeks passed, I kept listening to their music and watching a lot of their music videos. Soon it was March break and by then COVID-19 was happening. So our March break got extended to the end of the year. I started watching funny videos, chatting with other ARMY friends about them and learning as much as I could about BTS. That summer, I began getting really depressed and was hating myself for how I looked and even began thinking about suicide. I never told anyone because I hate having other people worry about me. Thankfully, though, BTS saved my actual life. I learned about their Love Yourself campaign and started doing exactly that, loving myself for who I am, not who I or other people want me to be. I still get anxious. I still get anxiety and self-doubt sometimes, but I am so thankful for having BTS in my life. It's crazy. Hmm. Thank you for listening to this. I know it's kind of long, but that is my story. I am now full on obsessed with them and I have never been to a concert, but I will be going right away after the pandemic stops. Thank you, Staining BTS Podcast, Emma. Emma, wow. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, I just want to tell you that I'm also one of those people that hate having other people worry about them. And that's why I just don't tell people, but people care about you and people people love you you, and they would rather worry about you than not have you. So I know that it's really, really hard to do. Um, I'm really glad that BTS helped you through that part, but it's something that you kind of have to learn over time is just, it's okay to reach out for people for people's help mm-hmm. yeah and loving yourself is just it takes time mm-hmm. and sometimes you're really gonna feel it and sometimes you're not mm-hmm. and that's okay yeah that you is know okay. it's not like we're working towards an end goal we're like okay once I do this checklist of things I'm gonna love myself it's mm-hmm. like it's different it's a continuous every single day process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. but you're amazing for working on it and I'm glad that BTS has been there with you yeah All right. This one is actually an update from last year's episode. Hi, Kayla and Bethany. This is really a heartfelt thank you from me to you both. Feel free to share if you would like. It's been an army confession time. I have saved an alarm on my phone for over a year to make sure I sent my army story to you before the deadline. That's crazy. Wow. (laughs) You graciously included my story on the 104 on the 104th episode being an army part three hearing you share my story on the episode was so cathartic and I literally wept listening to you read it and react to it I have received the sweetest messages from other iconics and I'm so proud to be part of the Bangtan army iconics family I won't ever be able to thank you enough for what you do for all of us and I want to encourage other iconics and listeners to share their stories Borahe to you all you inspire me to love BTS army and myself every day and may we all see 
each other at a concert soon. Final confession, Kim Young is still my number one, but Jungkook is wrecking me like crazy. Much love, Robin. Wow. Thank <sighs> you, Robin, so much for your update. Robin. And for all the, yes. all the love for ARMY and Iconics. Mm, it just made me feel so warm and fuzzy about how much Robin really loves this community. Mm-hmm. When Robin reached out to us last year to share their story for the first time, you know, they just haven't gone away. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've been able to become close friends with them on social media. And I've seen them become friends with other uh, Iconics and armies. Um, they're just a great person. Yeah, so. I love the Iconic community on yeah. Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, it's, it's wonderful. All right. Hi, Kayla and Bethany. By the time this episode comes out, it will be almost my exact one year army anniversary. So I feel like it is extra fitting that I'm sharing the story with you all. The day I found BTS, February 26, 2020 to be exact, I had done an early opening shift at the gym I work at. While I was there sending emails, I put on a pop culture podcast to play in the background. It wasn't yours yet, (laughs) but that will come soon. It just so happens that one of the hosts is super into K-pop, and she had brought some other hosts together to talk about the map of the Soul 7 comeback. I knew absolutely nothing about what she was saying, and truly I wasn't paying huge attention, but when I got home and collapsed on my couch, I opened YouTube and the BTS carpool karaoke and thought, wait, I just heard about these guys. Let me check it out. I looked back at my YouTube history to see what I did (laughs) after the video, and you all know I went down the rabbit hole. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was such a sign. Yep. It truly took me only two days to know I was going to be obsessed. Finding BTS during COVID was a weird time because I did not get to see them in concert, on VLive, in their hotel rooms, etc. They also brought me joy every day during uncertain times, and at the risk of sounding dramatic, they saved my 2020. Aww. (laughs) My origin story is not particularly special, but what I want to add to it is my appreciation for the community of people I have met slash gotten closer with since being an ARMY. I found your podcast in April and the hours I spent in my small apartment listening to you guys at weird times of the day because COVID destroys all sense of normal time Absolutely, were so comforting to me. Then in August, I met Tiana, another listener, now one of my close friends. After that, I, of course, started talking to you, too. Got to be on one through seven, which I still can't believe. (laughs) And then connected with Rachel, who is my other half I didn't even know I was missing. Even outside of the podcast, I now daily speak to two friends from work about K-pop. My mom is now an army, and she and I talk every day about the never-ending content. (laughs) I have even started learning Korean. I also play K-pop, particularly BTS, obviously, in my Pilates classes I teach, so I am essentially forcing it onto anyone I come in contact with. Long story short, finding BTS has brought me closer to my family and friends, brought in my musical and cultural horizons, and made me honestly a happier person. The messages the guys put out each and every day has made me look differently at the world, and I hope that they know how important they are to us. I love you two very much, and I love the community you have brought together. Congrats on four years of the pod. Sarang heyo. XO Meg. Oh, Meg. So sweet. Thank you, Meg, uh, for your whole story. Yes. We love you. And also, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Sell tickets to a live stream of your Pilates class mm-hmm. and let us and other Iconics go to a BTS Pilates class. <sighs> we would go. That'd be y- so fun. You would make bank. It would be so fun. Mm-hmm. Please. I really love that 
J-Hope and Namjoon both do Pilates. I'm pretty sure regularly. Oh my God. Don't even put that mental image in my head. I cannot deal. <laughs> oh, after that picture you sent me today of Namjoon's just whole. Oh, with the run mm. episode yeah. where they're playing tennis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They mm-hmm. all look fantastic at Namjoon. Damn it. In his, the shorts. His ass. Lord. His legs. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Last Valentine's Day, I questioned whether I was army enough to send my story in, and I regretted it ever since. However, the silver lining is that another year has passed and I have changed even more. So here it goes. Hi, ladies. My name's Tiana. Tiana. The uh, Tiana that Meg was talking yeah, about. We had to who put are them now back friends. Back. Yeah. Wonderful. My name is Tiana. I'm 21 years old and I'm from Hawaii. I discovered BTS on October 31st, 2019. My first encounter with BTS was when I was watching another artist's music video and in the comments were hundreds of comments thanking quote RM for recommending another great song, a bunch of purple hearts and fan chants. I had no fucking clue what was going on. Who the hell is RM and who the fuck is Kim Nam Joon? <laughs> <laughs> My curiosity overtook me and ended up doing doing a quick Google and I ended up doing a quick Google search. Oh, he's the leader of BTS, I discovered. I've heard of them. Then I proceeded to read a, quote, 10 things about RM you may not know article. I got a small glimpse into how he started in the underground scene, his IQ of 148, and I was impressed to say the least, but I refused to get sucked down into the rabbit hole. I continued doing my schoolwork and ignored that itch in the back of my mind to learn more. A few days later, I saw a BTS video recommendation on YouTube. It was a compilation of, quote, BTS protecting and supporting each other. I don't know why I was so intrigued, so I clicked on it. I tried so hard not to like them, but I saw how kind and caring they were to one another, and it quickly melted away my cold exterior. It was so different from what I was used to in the States. I admired how openly they were with loving each other and how they were the complete opposite of toxic masculinity. Slowly, I watched their Jim and Fallon interviews and performances to see what the hype was about. This time, it was Hobie that caught my attention. His glowing aura through the screen was intoxicating. Then I watched more live performances, fan edit videos, and music videos, but every time I finished another video, I refused to admit that I liked them, but they eventually broke me down. I couldn't deny it any longer. I was laughing all day watching them that my mouth would hurt from smiling so much. It was the best and happiest I had felt in so long. I truly believe that BTS comes into your life when you need them the most. Before BTS, I had just moved to a different island, started grad school, and was living on my own for the very first time. I was constantly depressed and crying because the situation was much harder than I ever imagined. For a long time, I didn't realize how unhappy I was. I was just going through the motions of school and following my family's orders. I had lost my soul. You see, I gave up on my dream once I started college in order to fulfill my family's wishes. I gave up on my love of art and never picked up the paintbrush after I graduated high school. I didn't realize how much I had lost myself, but through standing BTS, I slowly started my journey of finding myself again. 
BTS became my new passion. They gave me a purpose to wake up every day. I knew that I had their videos and music waiting for me once I was done with school for the day, and I looked forward to learning more about them each night. I became obsessed with learning their whole story from debut until now. I knew it was a daunting task. I mean, I was six years late to the game, but I was so determined. I wanted to learn everything about each member and what the meaning of each song was about. I felt like I was in an affair and I had never felt this passionate about something since art. BTS really became my new passion. They gave me the strength to keep going when I was struggling in school and I found a safe haven in them. I knew I could depend on them when I was feeling down, needed a laugh, or simply to smile. With the help of my counselor and BTS, I slowly but surely came to love myself. The first time I picked up the brush again was when I drew Jungkook in his Euphoria music video. I felt so scared that I had lost my touch. It had been years since I had painted, but once I got into the flow state again, I realized that my inner artist was not dead, only dormant. I learned that my profession doesn't have to define me. I can fulfill my family's wishes and still make myself happy as well. Since I moved, I've been working on myself, fixing my negative patterns, gaining body confidence, and finally I feel like I am loving myself and actively loving myself. I don't watch BTS every waking hour of every day like I did before, but I still check on them every day. I don't think that it makes me any less of an army. I think I'm finally listening to their advice and doing things that fill my soul and make me happy, which includes them and art. Therefore, BTS was my only source of happiness, but now I try to find joy in other areas of my life. I finally signed up for a ceramics class that, that I had been eyeing for so long and I love it. I get lost in the flow state for hours and it makes me feel like my inner artist is alive again, that I am alive again. I also challenge myself to reach out to my friends more and I'm learning to cultivate more meaningship more meaningful relationships. In addition, I'm doing yoga and strength training, and it's making me appreciate what my body is capable of. Before, I was terrified of dressing up. My self-confidence was so low, but now, after over a year of self-work, I go out dressed up at least once a week, and I'm slowly but surely getting more confident in my own skin. I still adore my boys so much, and I'm so thankful to have met them when I did. Because of them, I feel like they finally gave me the wings to fly. Thank you so much for reading my story. I hope you will share it on the Being an Army episode. Thank you, ladies, so much. I forgot to mention your podcast was a big reason why I started standing them. I was only two weeks into discovering them when I found your podcast. The album reviews especially made me stand because the passion and the time you guys took to analyze the meaning of every song gave me a whole deeper respect for them and their craft. Bora hey, Tiana. Wow, Tiana. Oh my God, Bethany, you're crying. I did not know all of this. Thank you so much for sharing congratulations on working actively working to build your self-confidence mm-hmm. and bts being the motivation to really start doing that but also for them you know helping you rediscover your passion for art and mm-hmm. you're taking a ceramics class that's <sighs> awesome i just love that they helped her find joy again and once mm-hmm. she got to that place she was able to rediscover the joys that she had and then cultivate even more yeah like I, I mean, if I didn't have to read through that, I would have been very emotional by the end of it also. Mm-hmm. Like, what an incredible story, Tiana. Thank you so much for writing in. Yes, thank you. All right. 
Hey, Kayla and Bethany. Before I start my story, I wanted to tell you guys how thankful I am for you. Your podcast is seriously the highlight of my week. You both work so hard to bring such diverse content, and I really enjoy getting to know more about you guys through it as well. It feels like hanging out with friends every time I listen. Oh, thank you so much for thank the compliment. Thank you. Anyways, I guess I'll start with an introduction. My name is Kelsey, and I'm from Southern California. I'm attending school right now in Utah, majoring in English studies, and just recently turned 21. My army story is pretty long, so I understand if you guys can't find the time to read it through, but I'll try my best to keep it concise. So when I was born, I was adopted into a very religious family. I was raised in the church and was an adamant believer for almost my entire life. The religion shaped everything for me, how I viewed the world, how I viewed myself, where I went to college, literally everything. The city I grew up in had a decent sized population of people who were also in the church. So essentially all of my friends were members, all of my extended family, pretty much everyone I associated with, with the exception of a handful of school friends. Around the end of my junior year of high school, I started developing depression and social anxiety. I felt really guilty for it, though, as if it was a punishment for not having a strong enough testimony and whatnot. I didn't want people to think I was ungrateful, had committed some sort of sin, or was looking for attention. So I repressed a lot of what I was going through and always tried to be the happy, smiling believer that I felt I was supposed to be. And when I got to college, everything started hitting pretty hard. My mental health was becoming a major obstacle when it came to doing even the simplest of things, like grocery shopping or attending classes. Oh, that's so hard. Mm -hmm. Then, near the end of 2019, I stumbled across an argument on social media about my religion. As I was reading through the comments, one of the users dropped a link to a document. Very long, very short. The document was pretty much a letter written by this guy who used to be a member who had come across a lot of disturbing information about the church. He compiled all the information into this 200-plus page letter, and I couldn't help but read it. What followed was a month-long existential crisis where literally everything I had believed completely shattered. Oh I tripled, my God. I know, I know. I can't imagine going through that. Me either. I triple-checked all the information it contained, read through all the scriptures prayed an insane amount, but everything in the letter seemed undeniably true, and I eventually lost my testimony. Well, my gosh. Ugh. Unfortunately, there wasn't really anyone I could go to. I was attending a school where, if it was discovered I wasn't a believer, I would at the least have to pay an additional ten grand, $10,000, more in tuition to attend, and at the worst, be kicked out. What? Yeah. My parents are extremely close-minded, and there wasn't a doubt in my mind that if I told them, they'd call my university, cut me off, and most likely kick me out. And my friends weren't the most accepting either, so I was worried that they'd stop talking to me if they found out. So I hid everything. I kept attending church so as to not raise any suspicion, but everything felt so heavy. I felt so betrayed, so alone, and so stupid. And with my social anxiety and depression on top of it, I couldn't see purpose in anything anymore. I started having panic attacks just from walking around on campus, and my depression felt suffocating. I hated myself, I hated my life, and I eventually began to contemplate suicide. 
I tried going to school counselors where I'd obviously have to leave out the whole faith crisis situation, but all they'd say was if I prayed, I'd feel better. Oh my gosh. Just crushing. Absolutely soul crushing. This it situation. is crushing. I can't imagine how alone you must have felt in that time when you really yeah. needed, really needed someone. Everything felt like a joke at that point. And that's when BTS comes in. Can oh you imagine? God. Just like, Wow. Wow. I really hope that BTS hears this. Me too. It was about a month into my faith crisis and about two weeks after I had begun to realistically consider killing myself. I was having a particularly rough day, but had an exam later in the evening that I needed to be mentally stable for. So I went on Spotify to find some new music to take my mind off things. I stumbled across a random playlist and when I hit shuffle, lo and behold, Epiphany began playing. I couldn't understand any of the words, but thought that Jen's voice, who I didn't know at the time, was beautiful. So I kept listening. And when the chorus hit with, I'm the one I should love. Oh my God. I completely lost it. I looked up the English translation and by the end of reading it was sobbing my eyes out. I don't cry very easily, but the song was exactly what I needed to hear. And the sentiment and emotion of it really struck me. Pop music in general was never a genre that I really listened to. And I never fangirled much in the past. But from then on out, I fell headfirst into the rabbit hole of BTS. I listened to their entire discography, literally couldn't find a song I didn't like, watched every music video, and proceeded to fall completely in love with every single member. And when things got hard, when all I could think about was how much I hated myself and how pointless life seemed, BTS always seemed to pick me up back onto my feet. I seriously can't articulate their impact. They show me that life doesn't need this perfect defined purpose to be meaningful and that it's okay to not always be happy and to struggle with loving yourself. They made me want to be a good person simply for the sake of being a good person, not for some ambiguous reward in the afterlife. And they inspired me to pursue what I was passionate about, regardless of how it didn't align with what my family and friends expected from me. I was always told that without the church, one could never find true joy and meaning. But seeing them spread such a positive message and creating a beautiful life without the confines of religion was exactly what I needed. And when I wasn't listening to their music, my life became consumed by them, and I'm so grateful for it. It took me so long to decide on a bias, but I eventually could no longer deny the cute, sexy, hilarious rapping genius that is Min Yoongi. (laughs) Yes. His lyrics always hit me right in the goddamn heart. And his production style and rap flow is fucking insane. And Namjoon would have would have to be my main bias wrecker. Holy shit, has he ruined every other man for me? Really, he's ruined yes, every other man. He really he's has. just perfection. <laughs> and his philosophical outlook on life, along with the sincerity that he seems to be putting into everything he does, also resonates so deeply with me. But in all honesty, every member is beyond perfect. I'm kind of convinced at this point that they aren't human. Of course, I still struggle with mental health, and I'm still figuring out exactly how to unweave the web of religion that I'm currently entangled in. The college I attend is really cheap for church members, and I can't afford to pay tuition anywhere else for the time being. But I found some friends outside of the church and have found peace with not having a testimony. I went out drinking for my 21st birthday, which I never thought I'd do, but it was great. (laughs) And I don't mean for this to send a message against religion. I have so much respect for people who have a strong faith in their chosen beliefs. I have just learned that it's something that isn't for everyone and that there's no exact way that people need to live. 
anyway, that's my story. I don't have any other friends who are in B- who are into BTS, so I really am grateful for you guys for creating this podcast. It's become one of my safe havens when I need a break from the front that I always have to be putting up or when I just need to gush over the boys. Thank you so, so much, and I hope you both have a great Valentine's Day. Love you guys. Kelsey. Oh my gosh, Kelsey. Wow. Um, we love you too. Thanks for reaching mm-hmm. out to us. Thanks for sharing your story. Thank you for sharing your story. That uh, I just can't imagine everything that you're still going through on a day-to-day basis, having to put up this front. I really can't imagine, but I'm just grateful that BTS has spoken to you and their music has spoken to you and has helped you yeah. along the way. And I mean, provided you again with a safe space. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's incredible. If you don't have anyone to talk to, I'm just going to say you can always reach out to us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, seriously. And any iconic listening who feels like they don't have any army friends, you guys can always reach out to us because you went through like, I mean, unimaginable situations mm-hmm. with this whole web of religion, as you call it. Um, and just trying to na- navigate that is so difficult. So reach out to us anytime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, um, so this next message is not actually an army story, but rather a special request from an amazing sister. Hello, standing BTS. My name is Summer. This is totally random, but my sister, whose birthday is coming up on February 20th, loves, loves, loves y'all and your podcast so much. I'm not sure if you remember, but she came up to you during the last concert series in Chicago and gave you BT21 pens. We totally remember this. Of course this. we remember. We it remember was so this. amazing. Um, <laughs> like I, it's literally on my shrine, you mm-hmm. know, it's uh, over by my desk by all my BTS yeah. stuff. Um, do you think it would be possible to give her a shout out on your next podcast episode that comes out around the 20th? I know she will be shook and love it. No joke. We listen to your podcast in the mornings at 4 30 AM on the way to work. We are currently listening to your fanfics and have just started the Nam June barista one. If it isn't possible, I totally understand. Of course it's possible. Yeah. Thank you regardless. And thank you for having a quality podcast with the most quality of content best summer uh and then dina's twitter handle is at doi jungkook so happy birthday dina yeah happy birthday dina we hope that you're having a wonderful birthday yes absolutely we hope that you're having a Mm -hmm. wonderful birthday and yes when you came up to us we totally remember this of course we do (laughs) it was so unexpected it surprised us so much and it meant so much to us Mm -hmm. like the fact that we had somebody just who we didn't know like we had never heard from you prior to you you know Mm -hmm. like on twitter necessarily and it was just like wow we really just felt touched by you yeah Um, we got a picture with you too yeah yeah Yeah. thank you again for our pins so kind so happy birthday yeah happy birthday All right, this next one is an update from last year's episode. So, hey, Kayla and Bethany, I wanted to send an update to my being an ARMY story. So I was at a Starbucks a couple of summers ago with my BTS shirt, and the girl who was waiting on me, she said, quote, first of all, I love your shirt, referring to my BTS shirt. That's how I found out that she was ARMY, and while I was waiting for my coffee, we chatted idly about BTS. She was so amazing amazing and sweet and I have an art and now I have an army friend that's my update thanks Aubrey and Aubrey's on Twitter at Aubrey Valier 2 Aubrey thanks for the update yeah so glad that you have an army friend Starbucks you, is Starbucks is like the place to it's find a other perfect armies. place you've, <laughs> you've met so many star like armies going to the Starbucks. drive-thru mm-hmm. yeah 
Amazing. Okay, the next one. Hi, Bethany. Hi, Kayla. My name is Sable and I'm 21. I'm originally from Ethiopia, but I live in Poland now. I'm studying international business and economics. English is not my first or second language, so please bear with me. I've been listening to your podcast for about four months now, and man, I love it. You guys are so relatable. Not even just with BTS, which Bethany Red Suit Taeyong, like, fuck, I know. Oh my gosh. That <laughs> killed me. It was the. <laughs> that that outfit is just illegal yeah. totally unnecessary yeah <laughs> it was too much but also just with your friendship and the little snippets we get to hear about it I have three best friends who have known for nine years now and I moved with one of them all the way here to Poland and we've had to work so hard to keep our friendship while we are literally continents apart and broke college students who can only afford to go back home once a year just like you guys being in different states and surviving off Skype I also really enjoy your charity of the month segment you guys inspire me and Kayla I really love your voice is just calming to me for weird reasons thank you it is so calming though oh thank you uh you guys have made my life just a little bit easier because i'm working to put myself through school and ever since i found your podcast the hours just seem shorter incredible compliment thank you sable um okay so they go on to say i've always been into korean movies and songs since i was like 11 and honestly that's an understatement i was hallyu trash and i remember me and my brother watching music bank or something on kbs and bts came on and i think this was danger era i was a brat and i was very judgmental and i loved to argue with my brother and be an overall little shit so when he commented that their dancing was cool or something i remember deciding that if he likes them then they must be horrible. And I didn't get to see them in the main media, which is what I had access to at the point. So I decided, eh, they're not that special. They're just another group passing by. At this point, I had no idea what fandoms or stands were. And I also didn't have access to the internet to the internet that much so I just went by what I saw from cable tv which was bare minimum then I grew up a bit and I became a brooding teenager and started actively looking for song meanings and I stumbled upon Bapse my god the most underrated song if I say so myself Mm -hmm. lyrically everyone needs to know the lyrical meaning to Bapse yeah for sure seriously so at this point, which was 2016, I've started to actively listen to their songs on Spotify and SoundCloud and actually made an effort to learn their meanings as some of their music videos when they came on KBS or something. But I never knew them or their personalities besides one or two interviews in America. And because I'm not on any direct social media and YouTube and Reddit are so huge, I just never stumbled upon them. And if I ever did, I just didn't give it a thought. Then comes 2020 quarantine. After being an avid listener to their songs and and not knowing a single thing about them, in my endless pursuit to numb the utter boredom that is staying home, I stumbled upon Bon Voyage and it went downhill. I watched every content that BTS ever put out, every run episode, documentary, package, and compilation video. You name it, I've watched it. They're the most humble, funniest people out there, and learning how big they are just made me appreciate their humbleness even more. If you didn't know their caliber beforehand, then you wouldn't have guessed it in a million years. And I find that they have also become my moral compass. I would find myself thinking, what would they say? Can I face them confidently being the person that I am? And also, will I pass Tay's vibe check? Um, But (laughs) the moment that nailed the coffin was when eight came out. I had been a longtime fan of IU, and when that song came out, I was like, cool, this has Yoongi on it, another wonderful artist that I like. I pressed play, and my world shattered. 
You see, I have a really high, I have a really hard time processing my feelings and often come off as cold or a mean person because I don't show the right acceptable reactions to situations that my mom would even say I wouldn't cry at her funeral. And even though I have the most amazing people around me, honestly, God bless them for putting up with me. I have always felt secluded and lonely. And when I heard eight, I just broke down and cried for 20 minutes. And then I watched the video and continued to cry for another 20 minutes. I was absolutely inconsolable and my best friend was crying along with me. It was a shock to her since she has never seen me cry since my grandma's funeral, which was four years ago. I felt really, really, really good afterwards. I felt like a huge weight had been lifted off me, and it just felt so good to have someone reach in and bring out your inner emotions. And once I started knowing them, I started listening to their solo songs as well, and now I don't know how many times I've cried over their songs. Even songs I used to not cry over, like Tear and Spring Day, make me emotional now. You can imagine how I was when I heard Blue and Gray, Inner Child, and Winter Bear. It's like I formed an emotional attachment to them, and I absolutely love it. I'm very sorry I rambled on so long, but I tend to do that anyways. That's my BTS story. By the way, my biases are Tagi, and Wreckers are Hobie, Jimin, and Jin. And recently, I've been listening to Mono a lot, so I feel like June is being added to that list. <laughs> the way I admire that man. And well, Jung Jungkook is a whole different story ever since I saw that Pied Piper muster performance and my time. Phew. Bye. Yeah. Really. <laughs> Deceased. Anyway, thank you for this podcast. I really appreciate it. And I quite like one through seven. Thank you. Yay. It's really neat. So keep up the good work. Oh, and happy Valentine's Sable. Wow. Sable. Thank you so much for sharing all of your story. Uh, what is it with people at the beginning of standing BTS that they were like resistant to it? I feel like a lot of people are resistant at the yeah. very beginning when they're first introduced to it. But it sounds like you maybe had just like an emotional like plug that you just weren't able to to release your emotions. Mm-hmm. And then this is what catharsis is. Eight must have been very cathartic for you and allowed yeah. you to release those those emotions that have yeah. been stored and clogged up. And I love that since then you formed this emotional attachment to them. Yeah. Um, that's so strong and so powerful. Thank you. Thank you for mm-hmm. sharing your story. All right. This next one says, hi, Kayla and Bethany. My name is Jackie and I've been listening to your podcast since 2019. Thank you both for doing this being an ARMY episode. While I've had many BTS ARMY interaction experiences, I have a particular story that is quite unique and very special to me. I discovered BTS in May of 2018 when they performed at the Billboard Music Awards on national television. It was just by accident that I happened to be passing by the TV that evening right when they began to perform, and I was frozen in front of the screen for like the next three minutes and 58 seconds throughout (laughs) their performance of Fake Love. Yes. I fell down the all-too-familiar rabbit hole that night, and not knowing anything about the K-pop universe, I needed someone to help me through it all. At that time, none of my immediate friends knew of or were big fans of BTS. However, I had one friend of mine who had recently introduced me to a co-worker of hers, and I remember her co-worker had mentioned a Korean group that she was crazy about, so I had to find out more. 
Our mutual friend put us in contact with each other, and we became instant army friends, sending each other pictures of the members, mostly Young, because we both just so happened to bias him, sharing endless videos of BTS, and even talking about other K-pop groups and K-dramas we liked. We began to hang out more. I invited her to my house for a BTS binge party where we just watched a bunch of BTS content. That sounds the wonderful. Best. We even went to go see GOT7, another K-pop group, at the same concert date in Houston. I was also able to get BTS tickets for her, and we attended the same concert at Rose Bowl in L.A. Basically, we became great ARMY friends. She's someone I always enjoyed spending time with, regardless of whether or not we were talking about BTS or other everyday things. Wow, what a great friend to have. Mm -hmm. Well, fast forward two years after I met her, and I received an interesting phone call from an older cousin of mine. My older cousin explained to me that she recently had taken the 23andMe genetic DNA test and asked me if I knew someone with a specific name, the name of my army friend. I told my cousin, yes, she and I became friends through a mutual friend because we both like BTS. My older cousin then said, yes, her, she's your cousin. What? What? (laughs) That's crazy. That's insane. That's so fucking crazy. Um, like... A long-lost cousin you didn't what know about? What are the about? chances? What? That is insane. Okay. I remember being shocked and too dumbfounded to comprehend the news that was just revealed to me. I stammered responses to my older co- cousin on the phone, asking, really? How? Are you sure? My older cousin explained to me how our grandfather's lineage connected to one to more family members that we were aware of. And one of those family members involved my army friend. I had no idea. After ending our phone call, I immediately reached out to my army friend, announcing that we were cousins. Word had spread through the family, and she had just found out too. I was so excited to fi- I was so excited to know that we were related. Even though we have the same last name, I hadn't thought anything of it since the city we live in is populated of people with common Hispanic last names like ours. But we were actual cousins. It was such a heartwarming surprise. Oh my god, so amazing! Mm-hmm. The Sometimes, bond, the bond, yeah, the that bond now immediately solidified for the rest of their lives. Yeah, and like the, this lost family is just now reconnected, and BTS is, is a wrapped part of up that. in it. That's yeah. insane. Sometimes I can't believe that my first army friend turned out to be my cousin, but I've learned that this is the beauty behind BTS. They provide a sense of community and connection between people who were once strangers, simply because our love for BTS is shared genuinely. Without BTS, I'm not sure if I would have connected with my army friend, now cousin, on the same level that we were able to. I'm not sure if we would have ever had hung out or spent time fangirling over BTS at all. But I can honestly say that BTS strengthened our friendship well before we knew that we were related. Bottom line, BTS brings people together. Sometimes those people can turn out to be more than just a fellow army. Sometimes they can turn out to be your cousin. And this is the only one of many ways that those seven unparalleled men have changed a person's life. Jackie Reyes, fellow army and iconic, material science and engineering PhD candidate. Yes. Uh, they have all their like little statistics about themselves here. It's just so wonderful. I just um, had to keep that from the email because we love an educated queen. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but their Instagram is at Jackie in the box. Jackie spelled with two A's and Twitter at Jackie in Tay box. 
just one A yeah. in Jackie. Thank uh, you so much, Jackie. Thank you. I got full body chills mm-hmm. in the last paragraph of that letter. Um, it's just so crazy how BTS connects people and how you can be as close with someone as literally family, mm-hmm. you know, just through BTS, just through knowing them. And then also just to find out that you're literally family. That's just insane. Crazy. That's a crazy army encounter right there. <laughs> uh, definitely. Okay. Uh, so our next one just dives right into it. I became an army last summer. I had known about BTS for a while, thanks to my best friend who became an army around 2019. While I wasn't into BTS, I would still go with her to the BT21 pop-up stores and listen to their songs during class. At first, I didn't understand her love for them. None of our classmates did. They'd even make jokes about the members right in front of her. Since she was my best friend, I decided to keep an open mind by encouraging her to talk about BTS with me. At first, the only song I liked was Boy With Love, and even though I didn't know their name, I picked Jungkook as my favorite of the group. Every now and then, I would see my friend and find comfort in listening to BTS. I vividly remember that she handed me one of her earbuds so I could listen to Answer Love Myself with her as our other classmates kept on teasing her. I still wasn't able to place just what I found so special about them, but I'm so glad I shared these moments with her, trying to understand her, because now I can happily say that the best memories I have of my entire life are with her, and I wouldn't have had those memories if it hadn't been for BTS. Oh my gosh. Then the pandemic hit and we went into lockdown. It was then that I finally decided to try and fully understand my friend's love for BTS. I started with the I started with some introductory videos. Coincidentally, their Japanese comeback, Map of the Soul, The Journey, aired at about the same time, and because I'm fond of Japan, I watched most of their performances live on Japanese TV. I then accidentally found my biased Jimin, who I love along with Jungkook. I fell in love with all of them and their concept, and the rest is history. Now, I fully understand why people love BTS, and I can proudly say that I'm glad I joined this journey. BTS has taught me to follow my dreams, and no matter what, it's okay to feel sad or frustrated. When I feel down, I sometimes listen to Zero O'Clock to deal with negative feelings, and when I just want to feel good, I I listen to Love Maze or Dynamite. I used to feel like I was completely alone, but due to the amazing community the armies have built, I no longer feel that way. I can finally see a brighter future for myself. Note, I really want to thank my friend for teaching me to love others by just being herself. It would mean a lot to me if you could read this message for her. My fair, our six years of friendship have really changed me for the better. You really are a strong and beautiful person inside and out. No matter where life takes us or how many feet we are apart from each other, I hope our friendship lasts forever, just like BTS's music will. May this message on this podcast be a promise of that. I purple you with all my heart, Andy. Oh my gosh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> so sweet, this friendship. That's so sentimental to leave a message for your friend who encourages you to to better love yourself through them being themselves, yeah. so truly themselves. That's so sweet. That's just a wonderful story of friendship. Yeah, and Andy, 
I feel so reflected in your story because Bethany was the one who was into BTS Mm -hmm. first and it really wasn't my thing, but I kept an open mind and, Mm -hmm. you know, just let her tell me and, you know, share with, share them with me, you know? Um, and I just love that that developed into such an incredible friendship, Mm -hmm. um, and that BTS is there with you guys. Yeah. And really strengthened your friendship too. Thanks for writing in, Yes. Thank you, Andy. All right, this next one. Dear Kayla and Bethany, you know how they say in the fandom that we find BTS when we need them. The first BTS performance I ever saw was on New Year's Rockin' Eve, which I watched with my 10-year-old niece one week after my father died and three days after his funeral. Oh my gosh. I was relieved to have a quiet night, chilling on the couch, and the guy's performance was a nice distraction from all the sadness. At the time, I could see why young girls like my niece follow this group of cute boys who can sing and dance, but I never thought that I could feel any connection to them. After the holidays passed, I flew back home to California, and I didn't give BTS another thought. Then around March of 2020, I saw a documentary about how K-pop is reaching an international audience. I had no idea how big BTS was until the documentary played clips from Saturday Night Live in some of the American late night talk shows. Watching the documentary sparked my curiosity and I wanted to learn more about them. I started searching BTS interviews and performances on YouTube and spent a lot of time reading translations to their songs. Then I heard the song Spring Day and even now, whenever I hear Jen sing the last lines, please stay there a while longer, please stay. I think about people I've lost and I'm grateful that I had them in my life. In the last year, I joined a couple of army mom Facebooks. I have two teenage kids. Neither one is an army. Learned a few Korean recipes, thanks to Jen. Enrolled in Korean language classes. Put Korean Duolingo and Papago on my phone. Subscribed to the podcast, talk to me in Korean, and watch Con the live, and both nights of Map of the Soul 1. And of course, I subscribed to Standing BTS and 1 through 7. Wow, so much joining of the community mm-hmm. last year. Then this past November 2020, my mother caught COVID and passed away a week before Christmas. Oh my gosh, so I'm tragic. so sorry for I'm your so loss. sorry. With the pandemic and the loss of both of my parents within the space of a year, these last two holiday seasons have been so rough. When my father passed away... I was grateful to have the love of my family and friends and the music of BTS at a time when I felt so down. When my mother died, I had my family, friends, the music of BTS, and an ARMY community to help me through these profound losses. These seven guys made my bad days easier and my good days happier. I love their positive messages and their songs speak to me. They make me want to do better and be better. I love the artistry of their videos, stages, and performances. The guys are always talking about following dreams, and over the last year, I've been dreaming and scheming, making plans, and saving money for the day I can safely travel again. Yes, Yes. that's so wonderful. Get out there and enjoy your life. Yes, yes. With this fun and caring ARMY community, I feel supported, seen, and heard. And it's encouraging to see that there are a lot of us older armies out there. I look forward to happier times and the next BTS world tour. It's going to happen. It must. It must. (laughs) Yes. And I continue to lean into the music and the army fandom where I know I will find an accepting community. Susan. Susan, thank you for writing in and sharing your story. Um, So sorry about the loss of both of your parents, but so wonderful that you were surrounded by family and friends and BTS's music. Yeah. And definitely when you can travel again, 
go to that special place definitely yeah. do that where are you gonna go you should email us yeah again let us know let us know what you're doing yeah okay so here's my last one for today Dear Kayla and Bethany, my introduction to BTS was gradual and purely because I like Halsey. I was looking up her songs on YouTube in the fall of 2019 when I stumbled across Boy With Love. I liked the song and I even watched a couple of other BTS videos to see what they were about. I thought they were talented, but moved on with other musical interests, and I kind of forgot about them. In the following months, YouTube suggested to me a few more related videos, so I watched a BTS documentary and the behind-the-scenes video of Halsey practicing with them for the Billboard Awards. I remember thinking Jimin had one of the most amazing faces I'd ever seen, yes, Uh, and I liked the group's success story, but that was about it for a while. It wasn't until the end of February 2020, after coming across some BTS crack videos that I started trying to learn their names. So I've been hooked for almost a year. It didn't take long before I would stay awake late into the night, laughing hysterically at these videos and becoming entranced by their colorful music videos and choreography. Then suddenly, I believe while watching the DNA and Idol videos, I became aware of Jungkook flirting with the camera directly at me. He was relentless. He is relentless. (laughs) He does flirt through the camera. Yes. Someone stop him. (laughs) And it became very hard to concentrate on any of the other members. It's been that way ever since. I tried to keep my newfound interest to myself, but soon my kids and husband picked up on my obsession. Oh, you can't hide that shit. No, you can't. (laughs) Poked fun at me a little and then just learned to live with it. For a while, I thought my 15-year-old daughter was on her way to being an army. I would show her a music video here and there, play their music in the car, etc. She pretty well knows their names and can pick out their voices the truth untold is actually one of her favorite songs and she likes on filter and louder than bombs she thinks jimin and jen are cute and at one point she said she would even go with me to their concert if we had a chance but that seems to be where it ends for her she says she likes them but doesn't consider herself an army maybe my next year that'll that'll change next episode she'll be writing in yeah her daughter yeah Yeah. update and find out that the daughter now is fully in love right Mm -hmm. yeah she's gonna fall on the, the rabbit hole this year yeah um <laughs> i eventually realized i was pushing too hard with her and just have to have someone to talk about bts and because i don't know anyone else that personally likes them it would have been a fun connection between us but i thought about how being a fan is just something that has to happen on your own terms and i've backed off a bit she'll come around <laughs> <laughs> i came across the standing bts podcast around april or may and it was so much fun to hear in-depth research brought about in such a light fangirly way i think it's wonderful that you've both turned your love for bts into this amazing creative outlet for yourselves and we get to come along for the ride i too have allowed my love for bts to manifest into setting a bigger and better goal for myself i decided to pick up and dust off my long swept aside dream of being a writer to forecast it speak it dream it and attain it like sugar does i'm taking classes in all kinds of content writing and whenever i'm overwhelmed with all the hard work and the long road ahead i just think of jungkook's simple yet inspiring quotes effort makes you and there's no knowing what will come but hard work will get us somewhere i have no idea all the somewheres in my dreams will take me but in a way i owe bts for inspiring me to put forth more effort than i ever have before bethany and kayla your creativity and effort inspires me as well i wish you all the best melissa P.S. When things get back to normal, I really wish BTS would add Nashville to their tour schedule. 
Ah, okay, Melissa. Thank you so much for for writing to us. That means so much to to me and to us that our creativity and effort is inspiring to you as well as BTS. Mm-hmm. Love that you're taking classes. Congratulations on yes. pursuing your dream of being a writer and you know, and being using your own creativity and writing on your own too. It's just so wonderful. Hard work and and effort really does pay off. Yeah, keep us updated on that. Mm-hmm. All right, this is our very last Being an Army story for today's episode. So Kayla and Bethany, as I write this, I realize that I truly am sending this in at quite literally the last minute possible, exactly seven minutes before the clock strikes 12 a.m. in pure BTS fashion. (laughs) But I just wanted to make sure I'm not missing out on an opportunity to send you to my Army story. I try to keep things brief since I know you two have a lot of submissions to go through. I still want to take time to thank you for reading this email. My army story begins like many recent baby armies in quarantine. I spent the late summer months of the never-ending shitstorm that was 2020 working my ass off at a famous coffee chain that I'll just refer to as Army Bucks. <laughs> funny. Um... Every day of that summer felt like an endless cycle of going to work and risking my health as a frontline worker and coming back home eight plus hours later. Until one day, everything changed when I came home from my night shift and noticed my roommates had been more energetic than usual. They had just watched the VMA performance of Dynamite and and finally introduced me to BTS. Most memorably, at one point during the night, they put a piece of blue tape on our wall to mark the exact height of the tallest BTS member and my future bias, Nam June. Oh my gosh. We have to do that. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Months later to this day, that blue tape is still sticking to our wall. Why haven't we ever done that? I don't know. That's such a great idea. Although I would still consider myself to be a new army, I've spent so much of these last few months consuming BTS-related content. At this point in my life, I've struggled with navigating my young adulthood. Shout out to all my 21-plus armies. It's tough. Mm -hmm. But BTS has always been there for me as a comfort in times where I felt the most anxious. Yeah, maybe it's a little weird to throw a BTS-themed 22nd birthday party for (laughs) myself and my two roommates. No, it's not. No, it's not. No. But to me, it's the only thing that feels right in this chaotic world. I would, I could probably write a 12-page paper on how much BTS means to me, but for the sake of keeping this email short, I'll just leave you with a few honorable mentions. Shout out to my roommates for getting me into BTS and staying with me on this wild journey. Shout out to Zero O'Clock, a song that I always play when I'm feeling anxious and I'm not sure about my life. Shout out to Namjoon's thick thighs. Hell yeah. (laughs) And Hobie's beautiful forehead. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And last, but of course not least, shout out to Kayla and Bethany for making an amazing podcast that never fails to make me laugh or cry when I need it the most. Much love, Anne. Just for giggles, I've attached a few pics of my BTS birthday party my roommates threw me because of how, because how could I not? They're just too cute. Anne! This is incredible. I love these pictures of you from your 22nd birthday party. Amazing. Uh, there's you holding, I believe it's the Namjoon Mattel doll. Oh, yeah. And 
a whole bottle of Smirnoff. A whole one <laughs> with like happy birthday BTS banners in the background, mm-hmm. a BTS cake. Guys, go look at our doc um, yeah. on Patreon, $1 patrons. So you can see these super cute pictures of Anne. Okay. But how fun is it that her roommates are into BTS? Yes. They all Amazing. just get to come home at the end of the day and just love on BTS together. And just like stare at that blue tape on the wall and be like, that was, that's how no- tall Namjoon Damn. is. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Wow. Amazing story. Thanks for writing in. Yes. Thank you. <sighs> wow. Wow. So, I was just thinking, I'm sorry. I really yeah. need to know the circumference of Namjoon's thighs. <laughs> like just imagining how, like we know how tall he is. Oh. I need to like a circumference measurement of his thigh oh, no. to really gain understanding. I think I need that too. <laughs> to, okay. Here's what we need. We need to like analyze that picture that you sent me today, mm-hmm. you know, from the run BTS episode. It's like full thighs and, and booty, right? Mm-hmm. We need something to use as a scale right mm-hmm. like a hand or yeah. something right mm-hmm. create a 3d model exactly. <laughs> exactly i know a guy you yeah. know where we're going with this mm-hmm. yeah we'll figure it out <laughs> we'll figure it out we'll workshop it oh my gosh well i absolutely love doing this episode every single time we get to do one of these it just makes me feel so grateful for being a part of this army community mm-hmm. um we've had so many quarantine armies tons uh, of quarantine armies it's kind of not surprising with like bang bang con the live and map of the soul one just bts continually finding ways to reach their fan base and put out content during a global pandemic mm-hmm. um but so many quarantine armies it was so cool to hear from you guys and uh i just am reminded about yeah. how much we all have in common mm-hmm. through bts yeah. and through this community and some of your guys really unique stories too that just totally blow my mind like the cousin story or just like oh my gosh your world completely shattering around you mm. with you know discovering losing your faith y- losing and your faith yeah, yeah. moving yeah. Uh, you know from ethiopia to poland i mean mm-hmm. just so much change Wow. Wow. And BTS there with us through it all. BTS being the common denominator there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So thank you guys so much for all of your submissions. This really was a blast to record and just getting to read all of your stories here on the podcast. Yeah, guys. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Uh, We love you. And uh, we really hope that you enjoyed this episode. Um, And of course, a special thanks to our supporters on Patreon, especially our VIP Iconics, Eileen Rochelle, Michelle Park, Deja, Meg DiRuggero, and Robin. If you did, please write us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. It means so much to us. It helps us get sponsors. Please reach out to us on email, on Instagram, on Twitter. We love to hear from you guys. It's the best part of our week. And of course, you can find links for all of those things in the description. In the description. Thanks for listening and thanks for standing BTS. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.